and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. I am, as ever, your host, Andy, and we are here to preview week 15 in the NFL. How crazy does that sound? With me, I've got a returning guest, one of my favourite guests to come on the podcast. Back with today is Paul Hope. Paul, how are you? Thanks for having me, Andy. It's been a minute since I've been on. I can't believe it's week 15. Like you said, we wait all year for the NFL and it's just flying through the season, isn't it, buddy? It really is. I mean, it's, you know, it's notoriously one of the longest off-seasons. You know, you've got, um, I would say, that point where you get the Super Bowl Sunday and the Super Bowl's over. It's you know, two weeks of all this talk about the game and the game ends and you realise, oh, wait a second, I've got six months now without any football. And thankfully, you know, things like the NFL draft help and free agency trades and all that, they, they help pass the time a little bit. But, you know, it's a long way to go, especially if your team, you know, and... Fortunately, this is not for us, but for teams, for fans who've got teams who are playing badly, I mean, it's just your season's over within two weeks and three weeks. So, um, yeah, thankfully, we've got something to play for this time of year, which is always always nice. Um, now, before we get onto the games, um, of course, since I last spoke to you, you made the pilgrimage for the first time to San Francisco to watch your Niners play. I mean, it looked amazing on all your social media content. I mean, it looked amazing, but just how was that for you, just experiencing... San Francisco as a city, but also watching your team, the 49ers, play for the first time ever live. Well, I felt a little bit like you, Andy. Since we've become friends, I've watched your journeys across the pond and I've seen your social media. And we were actually talking because you went to the Giants game, mm. I think, week three. Yeah. So you got to do Levi's the season before me, but uh, 10 years in the making, it was as every bit as awesome as it looked on the footage. I'm still blown away that the 49ers have shared a little video on their mm-hmm. YouTube page with yeah. like a minute worth of content. And for someone living in the northeast of England doing podcasts and, and things like that, it was blown away, mate. I mean, we won the game, which I knew we would. The whole weekend went in a blur. I know you were jealous of me because I got to see Steph Curry play oh, live. Don't which, mind me of that. Oh, so jealous. I mean, we crammed a lot. And I flew in on the Friday... Stanford game on the Saturday, Niners game on the Sunday, Warriors game on the Monday, then flew home, and it just seems to have gone in a blur. But you said it to me before, Levi Stadium is just unbelievable. Um, obviously, we had the weather. There was 40 of the 49er faithful UK in attendance. We took over the fan chapter. And just getting to watch a game and bringing that kind of British feel, because all 40 of us were sat together, we were able to sing, chant, celebrate. Though it's a bit strange being quiet on offence. You're allowed to be loud on defence, but on offence you have to be quiet, which for us Brits didn't come easy because we're not only used to cheering <laughs> all the way through the game, but no, it was an awesome experience, Andy. It looked fantastic. And yeah, Steph Curry, I mean, for someone who, myself, who actually flew to San Francisco purely for one day to watch him play, and I get to that airport pre-flight and I see he's questionable, and I get off the flight and I see that he's, you know, he's out for the game. Um, just heartbreaking. And, you know, I still got to see him in some way. I know it's not the same seeing him on the sidelines, but, um, you know, I actually had a little bit of fortunate luck in a way because it could have been even more fortunate, but I basically, I wanted to see the players warm up, but I I said to them, I explained to them that I've come all the way from the UK and I wanted to have Curry play and he's not playing. And then they managed to get me down to a closer seat to the front. To It was still, you know, further out. It was on court side, but it was, you know, much closer to the, to the to the game and you know the woman next to me I, I spent the rest of the evening with her she's lovely and I very came very close to meeting the players it's really should have happened because I, the woman says to me oh quickly because she she's a seat to get hold her she could get me into the players bar she has his membership whatever and 
she said she'd been there all the time. She showed me all these pictures with Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and other players. I remember she said, oh, oh, quickly, we'll go and quickly go back to the players' bar. And all I did was just, I opened the door and that was it. And they thought I was re-entering the stadium. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to come back in. So um I not even my foot hadn't even left the stadium. They told me, Oh, you have to leave now. And it's annoying because they often have to wait for the player to finish media. But of course, Steph Curry, he wasn't playing, he wouldn't have been on media. So I, I may I may not have met him. I may not have met him. It's you know, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, I may never get a chance to do it again. I, I viewed it as a one time I could do it because no one knows what the future holds in a few years' time. And he's not getting younger himself. And I feel like it was my one chance to see him play. I mean, the woman I met said to me, she can get me courtside if I go back. Um, so maybe one day I'll go back. If I go back to the NFL game, I may just link it in. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just that's the nature of sport. You can't really help injuries. I know there's people probably who've gone a lot further to watch certain sports players, sports players play and they've not played. But for me, it was gutting because, you know, um, the guy that I possess, if you can't see my backup, I've got a, a picture of him somewhere over there in my wall. You know, I've been assessing for five years and it's always been my dream to watch him play. And when you get so far as getting to the airport to go San Fran, knowing, oh, eight hours time, you're going to watch Steph Curry play and then, you get you get told on your phone on sleeper. Oh, he's questionable. And now he's out for the game. It, it was heartbreaking. But either way, I got to see the bunch. James played the next day, which is pretty cool. Um, not quite the same experience. I thought Warriors was a way better game experience. But um, yeah, and for you as well. You mentioned you went to Stanford. I mean, college football notoriously is a better atmosphere apparently than the NFL. But what what was it like for you? What was the atmosphere like at college? Was it better in the NFL? Was it worse? Same level? How would you view the college experience as well? It was it was the big game, so it was the 126 big game, Cal versus Stanford. So uh, my good friend Lee Gowland, who's the president of our group, he's a Stanford fan. So we had seats behind the goal, for want of a better word, we were right in the corner, awesome seats. And Cal Bears fans had took over that stadium, it was just blue everywhere. So for me as a neutral, it was epic because I was sat next to some Cal Bears fans, so every time they did something good, I was celebrating with them. Every time Stanford did something good, which wasn't very often, I was celebrating with them. And, and like you said, that the college experience was good. I mean, getting there, the tailgating, I thought that experience was better, as in for the whole overall experience, because when we were at Levi's, we were in the gold mine section, which meant we weren't allowed to tailgate. We had to meet Nick Clark and the Niners at like half nine in the morning, get entry at the stadium, sign all the waivers. And similar to your experience with the Warriors, once we were in, we weren't allowed to leave the stadium. So there was loads of people that I've connected with on social media that I would have loved to have met up with but once I was in Levi's I wasn't allowed to leave and um, I still had an awesome experience I feel slightly bad for your Steph Curry experience now I tried a cheeky upgrade so this might make you feel better my electronic ticket wasn't working at the Warriors so I had to go to customer services similar story to you you know played that I'm from the UK I've traveled 5,000 miles literally they gave me a paper ticket and told me to go and I was sat right in the gods literally the players on court side were tiny but I agree with you the Warriors stadium was something epic. So if you are heading out to San Francisco for a game, I would um, urge you to do everything. And I even did the baseball stadium tour on the Monday. Mm, I know there's no that, baseball yeah. games. Yeah. Again, something one of my friends wanted to do. Got no interest in baseball. But because I was there, I, I took it all in. But uh, yeah, I would say the Stanford experience was worthwhile. I'm glad I did that. But obviously, you know, I'm a lifelong Niners fan. So to actually witness my team, CCMC, score touchdown live George Kittle score a touchdown and the game wasn't the greatest game the Buccaneers aren't exactly firing on all cylinders this year but the fact that I can now turn around in what I believe will be a Super Bowl winning season 
and say that I've seen my team go live. So you know me, Andy, you know I'm confident and I'm feeling that we are the best team in the NFL at the moment. And you called a Niners-Dolphins Super Bowl last time I spoke to you. That could be on the cards, buddy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's no way, after watching eight Monday night, there's no way we're making it. I... But then again, it's it's not exactly. I think I think you guys are making it. I've stood I've stood by Chiefs Niners since you know since the start. Well, pretty much since Aaron Rodgers went down with the Jets. To be honest with you, and you know, and I, I do feel that the Niners. I think the Eagles have shown a little bit of. Um, I think you guys had your wobble, but I think that was quite early on in the season, and you sort of. I think you fit the form at the right time with the Eagles, and maybe doing it the other way round. But I just think that. The AFC is so wide open. I was shocked if it isn't you guys or the Eagles. I'd be shocked if the Lions, I don't. Th- I, I genuinely think it'll be one of you two. I think that's, for me, pretty much set. But I think the AFC, it could be. Unknown. I still think the Chiefs, because they proved it time and time again, they can have a bad season, like a couple of years ago, and they can make all the way to the AFC title game. And I still think that, with all the injuries going on, I, I, I still think they're a team to look out for. But, uh, you know, I think the Ravens are a team to look out for, but I just don't know whether they're a good postseason team yet. They haven't yet done it when the matter's in that stage. But with us, I think on our day we could be anyone, but I just think that we're far too long on one man, it seems at the moment. And I I would love it. I would love it. It would be great for, you know, because it would be if a case where if my team doesn't win it, at least your team and my dad's team will win it as, as consolation. But I, I, I'd rather we win, obviously. But it's, I, I would obviously, I would love it if we make it. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think we've still got a chance. But I do feel that game could be one we look back on as a game we lost out on the on potentially home advantage in playoffs in the divisional round. I think the Bills are creeping up on us now. It's I think that loss was was really telling, and I think that again you'd rather the losses come now rather than in the playoff. But I, I think that hopefully it's woken us up and given us that wake up call we need for what was a tough schedule. We've got Jets next. We've got Bills, Ravens, and Cowboys in our final three games, and that could be on my birthday week eighteen against the Bills at home. Uh, could be a deciding game for the AFC East, which I didn't think was happening too. I thought we'd stone the AFC East up two weeks ago. So, so yeah, it's um, exciting. But you must be just so excited about what the season's been. I know you had that blip, three losses in a row, whatever, but you must just be so excited about what this season could be and in Vegas in February. Yeah, that's why. I mean, the gold mine trip was planned at the start of the year. So when you went out for the Giants game, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it managed to move some finances around and similar to your experience I think this is it this is probably my one chance in this window of this team of going to watch them live it's why I moved some stuff around the blip we were a Jake Moody field goal away from winning in Cleveland but as you've just said there Andy I'd rather that loss happen then and Jake Moody got out of his system and it's the NFL the only team your Dolphins can have an undefeated record you don't go through an NFL season undefeated you've got to face some adversity you always compliment me when I come on about being upbeat and hurdy good. That's why I've rocked the T-shirt for people listening. It's a great time to be a Niners fan at the moment. We've got such an exciting offence. The defence is balling out. And I keep saying to people in our community, Andy, just enjoy it. Think back to when Chip Kelly was the coach and we were 2-14. and 14. I think back to when, you know, the Los Angeles Rams were the kings of the NFC West. I remember Seattle Seahawks used to bring me out in nightmares and I'm sat here now five in a row and I'm feeling confident every time we play them. So we have these windows in the NFL and I'm sure a lot of non-Niners fans are sick of seeing my tweets and sick of seeing me being upbeat, but I'm going to enjoy every single second of this season. And it's scary because I keep saying, Andy, we keep seeing Brock Purdy's best throw of his career and then I say it again the week after, then again a week after. And now we're sat here with Brock in the MVP conversation. 
game manager, dink and dunk. I think number 13 needs some respect putting on his name. He's proven he needs to be up there for me in this conversation. And it isn't just to do with the weapons around him. Like you said, as a Dolphins fan, Tua has been better since your new head coach came in, since McDaniel came in from the Niners. Got Tyreek Hill, one of my favourite players in the NFL. Of course, you're going to throw the ball to him. He's the quickest man in the league and he's awesome. So why wouldn't you use him? So if Brock Purdy's going to use CMC or if he's going to use Debo or if he's going to use Ayuk, why should that be a knock? That's how I feel anyway. Absolutely. And I think that, well, I think they both have similar trajectories in terms of they're both viewed as this game manager, the guy who isn't the same without weapons. And I think you know, t- both times this year we've seen, I think we saw two on, on Monday night without Tyree Kill looked a shad shadow before myself and we saw Purdy when he lost McCaffrey and Debo and Trent Williams, the same thing. But I think, like, I think with like, especially, I think you guys will be fine, but I think with us especially, you need everything to go right. And I think Purdy, where everything is right for him and Tua, it, it's electric. And I think that you, that's why you think on a day you wouldn't bet against, particularly the nine. I think we've still yet to be a good team. I think we yet to break that. But I think with you guys, I think, you know, I think you guys, as long as everyone's healthy, I think there's absolutely no way you don't make at least the end of the championship game unless you play the Eagles in the divisional round, which I don't think will happen because of seeding now. But yeah, I think um, certainly I think I'll, I'll be shocked if it isn't you against the Eagles come the NFC title yeah. game. I think that you cool. guys you learned from last year. You'd be eager to get revenge on last year. And of course, last year we all know what happened. You know, all the injuries. Didn't we have a fair shot in the game because of injuries? So I think you guys, I think you guys are going to make it. I think the Eagles have shown me some problems in recent times, but I think you guys have got over your blip and you, you'll you be absolutely fine. Um, I think, you know, I think the likes of, if they can get things like the Vikings could be someone who could sneak in, vision around and could sneak in as a very, very dark horsey sort of story in maybe play, either beat the Eagles and play you guys or something like that. But I just think that you two, you two teams are just far stronger than the rest of the a- NFC. Whereas I do think the AFC, I think is a lot more, a lot more even. I think you can see one of the, Really, one of the Dolphins, Ravens, um, Chiefs, Bills, or any of them making making the Super Bowl and winning the AFC. So I think, yeah, that's going to be in a really exciting, really exciting time. And week fifteen, of course, we're going to get into it now. Uh, before we do, of course, of course, Paul, you were the winner of this of this game last year. Um, so you got a lot to beat this year. We had Chris Milner on last time. But week fourteen wasn't the episode because I wasn't Dubai. Um, so we our last one was in week thirteen. Chris came on and he, um, I got 10 correct, no, sorry, nine correct scores uh, in that week. I did have the Niners beating the Eagles, whereas Chris had the Eagles beating the Niners. Um, so he had eight points and I had nine points, which means as it stands, the current leaderboard is still at the moment Keg from the Magpie channel and Aaron Fletcher from A Sleep at Work leading the way with 13 correct predictions. And then myself and Sky were tied in third. Uh, David Kaprosh is in fifth. Graham Henderson, aka the Kilter Texan, is in sixth with players such as Freddie Harper-Davis, David Figgers and Chris Milner with the tie 7th edition with 8 correct scores and then right at the bottom is still myself with 6 from week 7 in 11th place and Steve McGuinness in 10th with um, 7 correct scores from week 7. Um, so for you Paul, of course you've got a big sort of gap to catch up on and of course a big sort of um, reputation, of course you were the inaugural champion of our um, prediction episode so yeah, you've got a lot to do. But this time, and like that, I think actually this time it is again now, we've got a full no bye weeks this week. So you should be having your best chance in a few weeks of potentially breaking that streak and potentially getting back to the top. Yeah, like you said, I came on last year. I think my heart rules my head. So I was surprised. So I've, I've done a similar process of elimination for today and I'll explain my reasons. But I've done my homework. I've got them written down. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go for this one, Andy. See 
what we predict. Okay, so the first game is on Thursday Night Football. Probably not the most exciting game on paper. Raiders hosting the Chargers. Um, for me, I'm going to give it to the... Well, actually, no, I'm going to give it to the Raiders. What the hell? Uh, Chargers, they've lost. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to go for Chargers. What the hell? Um, I just think both, obviously, no, Justin Herbert, obviously, Aiden O'Connell hasn't shown me much for Raiders. It's not really much worth much talking. It's going to be a terrible game, but I'm going to give the Chargers just the edge purely because of their defence. Yeah, I'm going the opposite to you. If Herbert was playing, it would have been Chargers. As Herbert's not playing and there's no Jimmy G, I'm going for the Raiders. It's just that was a quick Raiders. I didn't even overthink it. So you've gone Chargers, I've gone Raiders. Interesting. Normally it takes a while to get a different prediction from each person, but straight away, different ones. Uh, love it. Um, Sunday slate, 6pm starts, 1pm uh, Eastern as well. Um, in Cincinnati, as the Bengals host the Vikings, I'm going to give the Bengals the win. I know I just praised the Vikings said so they could sneak in, but I just think that they're in a tough form now. On any other week, they would have lost that game to the Raiders. Um, the Bengals look good without without Joe Burrow. I think uh, people like Chase Brown and Joe Mixon have been good in recent weeks. Chase Brown had a wonderful touchdown last weekend. And I think Browning, when he has been called upon, has done a, a, a good enough job. So, yeah, going to get the Bengals a win on this one. How are you seeing it, Paul? Yeah, I've been impressed with the, the backup. I'm going with the Bengals. Obviously, Niners fans, we know Nick Mullins is making the start for the Vikings. Nothing against Nick. But if I have the pick between the two quarterbacks, I'm going to go with the Bengals one. So I think the Bengals win this one as well. I feel like Mullins had a brief period in his career where he was he was quite good. I think it was was it the year before he got both of the year he went had two or three wins or it might be there was a point where he played a few games that I think he looked alright, but then after that he's not really not really done much, has he? He came in at like this time of the season, so it was towards the end, we had nothing to play for. The memorable moment I remember is against the Raiders on the Thursday night and Kittle had a one handed catch where Mullins put the ball in then. And if you look at the stats, I think his first three or four starts, he was on record to be better than like Rodgers, Brady, Frave, of, of yards thrown. But we all knew it was more of Kyle Shanahan's system. And I think that's what the knock on Brock is. But yeah, it's always good to see them get another chance in the league. But I think the Bengals have got too much overall on a roster for this one. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, next up is Indian Indianapolis. As the Steelers travel to the Colts, um, I'm going to give the Colts to win. I know they lost last week, but I just think that this Steelers' offense is is not cooking right now. It's it's struggling, um, and I think defense can win them games. Yes, but I think there's you know if you got Michael Pittman and Gardner Minshew, who's been I think one of the best stories this year. Gardner Minshew's turnaround, and uh, I just think they'll have they'll have too much on offense uh, compared to the Steelers. So yeah, going to give the Colts to win. I think this one isn't a playoff game, but it's got that feel of a playoff game. The Steelers are such a weird team. So similar to your reasoning, I had this down as a Colts win, which Freddie won't be happy with. Sorry, Freddie. It's nothing personal, buddy. <laughs> but I am going for a Colts win on this one as well. I'm sure he probably agrees with you, to be honest with you. I'm sure he probably um, probably thinks it as well. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping Colts do win because I don't want the Bills getting into playoffs. I just... I do not want to face them again because they are our bogey team. We cannot beat them. We lost them earlier this year. I know we beat them in Miami last year, so we may have that advantage, but they are creeping up on us. So I'm, I just want, don't want to ever have to face them in the playoffs. So for me, I'm really rooting that the, the Colts can get their run of form. Same as the Texans, get their form back and um, hopefully stop the build getting in. Um, next up is in Detroit, a team that did lose in shock fashion last week. Uh, I'm gonna get, uh, they're playing the Broncos, uh, the Lions hosting the Broncos. I'm going to go for the Denver Broncos to win. I think that the Lions really should have lost to the best first time round as well. And that would have been three lost out of four if that was the case. Or they, they've been on a bad run of form recently. And um, I just think that 
they may suffer again and they seem to be crumbling. So, yeah, going to give the Broncos a win. I think they're a team that should be feared in the playoffs, especially if we play them because they're going to be a team that's going to be determined to shut everyone up after the 70 points early this year. And I, I do not want to face them either. I don't want them, all the Bills, if I'm honest with you, stay away from them as much as I can. But I think they're going to win this game. Uh, but what about you, Paul? Yeah, I wanted to say the Lions because I've got a good friend who's a Lions fan and I watched the Lions Saints get game with them the other week but you're right the Lions defence is troubling me at the moment and they're on, on a bit of a weird run Jared Goff's playing like the Jared Goff that we knew from the NFC West so I think the Broncos are the form team heading into this one which Russell Wilson still gives me nightmares from his Seattle days but yeah I think the Broncos are winning this one as well Next up I think is a game we can really skip half because it's pretty obvious Falcons going to the Panthers I think the Panthers they suck if I'm honest and the Falcons have shown some positiveness this season so for me Easy win for the Falcons. Yeah, I, I'm not overthinking that one. Um, I think the Falcons are winning this one as well. Okay, next up, a game I found quite hard to predict. Browns hosting the Bears. Um, I'm going to give the Browns the edge. Um, I think the Bears showed me a lot of positives in that Lions win. I think the likes to fit the field connection with more look to be good in that game. But I just think the overall, I think pound for pound, if you exclude quarterback, I think the Browns roster is, is way better. So, yeah, I'm going to give the Browns, especially at home as well, I'm going to give them the win. Yeah, the Browns handed us a loss. That was my only reasoning for this. I don't think the Bears are a good team, so I'm, I'm going for a Browns on this one. There was no overthinking it. I just thought, right, Cleveland are winning this one. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, next up is the game involving the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I've gone for the Packers. I know they lost last week to the Giants, but I just think that they've recently been very good and I think they're a team to look out for. I don't think this year, but I think you look at the next two or three years, I really like, I think Love's really improved and I really like their receiving call, the likes of uh, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, someone I was quite high on in the draft um, when he came in. And I think that, you know, they got some good tight ends there, young tight ends, Tucker Craft. Um, I forgot the other guy's name, but for me, I think the Buccaneers are a bit of a weird team. And I think just purely because of the home factor as well, uh, going to give the Packers the win. Yeah, for me, the Packers defence edges it on this one. And Jordan Love is shown why they took a, a punt on him, for want of a better word. So I know we disagreed at the start, but we're kind of agreeing. Yeah, Packers for me on this one as well. Hey, next up is a vote game that's close to my heart as the Dolphins take on the Jets. Now, I've been even more confident had we not lost to the Titans on Monday. Um, but I think ultimately the the, the quarterback situation against the, uh, for the Giants, it's the Giants, the Jets is terrible. Um, yeah, I think Dak Wolfe had, had a good game against the Texans. And I think that might be something that worries me because they did beat us by 20, 30 points um, last season. But that was at MetLife. We already beat them at MetLife. Um, and I think that Wilson had a good game, but I don't see that lasting for another week. And I think that we've re-signed Mel Melvin Ingham, the speaker player I like, really liked a lot last year. I think he'll add some some pressure from the edge. And I just think that ultimately at home as well, it's a get-right game for us. We'll get back. I think that game has woken us up. And yeah, going to give the Dolphins a win. Yeah, I wanted to give Salah the win been the Niners connection but like you said the quarterback situation there isn't isn't great I think you win this one by at least 10 points so I'm going for a Dolphins win on this one well I certainly hope so because there's no one I don't like as much as the Jets in the NFL so for me yeah bring it on <laughs> um, next up is the Chiefs traveling to the Patriots Chiefs off the back of back-to-back -back losses but I, I said this in the comment on a Facebook post. There's more chance of me being in a thruple with Jennifer Lopez and Maya Jammer than the Chiefs losing to the Patriots, even if it's at Gillette Stadium. Um, for me, easy win for the Chiefs. They'll be 
there'll be a fire in their belly after losing that game to the Bills. And I think that that could be that actually result that does give them that run and inspire them to run to, for the rest of the season. So for me, I think it's a really easy one. I think the Chiefs win against a team that looks like the head coach might be coming to end of his time at the team. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Like you said, if they were playing anyone else other than the Patriots after Mahomes meltdown after what was a penalty. I don't know why he was whinging at the end. He was offside. It was a flag. But yeah, the bounce back this week, the Chiefs. And it will be a sad end if Belichick is leaving. I know, obviously, for you and your division and the success the Patriots fans have had. I always say to Patriots fans, you can't complain. <laughs> You've had a good run. But it just seems a bit of a strange way to end his tenure there. But yeah, I can't see anything other than a Chiefs win for this one. Did you see the um, our game where it was Waddle that was in the same was lined up offside and then no one no one called it? <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of Mahomes is is morning because he says technically as a receiver you line up you're supposed to look across and get the thumbs up and what they're saying is the referee didn't tell him but you should apply that rule because they don't do it for the defense. He was he was lined up offside. It wasn't even a little tiny bit. <laughs> it was his foot was over the line. And yes, Patrick said it didn't affect the play. And let's face it, if that play had stood, I think good modern football would have shown it on repeat for the next 10 years. We'd have all been sick of seeing Kelsey lateral that back. So in a way, us non-Chiefs fans are quite happy it didn't count. Um, but it's just rare to see Mahomes lose his cool like that. I mean, obviously he's come out since and apologised to Josh Allen and he, he said maybe so I was a bit too emotional in the, in the post-game conference. But it, it's not like Mahomes loses cool. So, like I said, if they weren't playing anyone other than the Patriots, I might have been tempted for an upset, but the Patriots are just dreadful. <laughs> so, I can't see anyone them doing anything between now and the end of the season. They really, they really suck. But hopefully, my boy Mike Zicky can help us out and give the Chiefs a loss. Um, but I think yeah, Mahomes, it was, yeah, as you said, completely unlike Mahomes. He's been, you know, I see a lot of players in the NFL, particularly CJ Gardner Johnson, mouth off all the time. They could be quite cocky, a lot of the players. Mahomes has always seemed. Pretty humble if you exclude his Super Bowl celebrations where he's probably allowed to be cocky, if I'm honest. He's just won a Super Bowl. Um, he's always been someone I've always loved watching and someone I felt that has always been one of the more model professionals, someone you can look up to. And I think that was really out of character, but I didn't really see the apologise. And it's good to see that he had apologised because that, that was really out of character. But this struck me a little bit of a, like a sport child thing where, you know, they're so used to having everything go their way. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be the first time ever that he plays a road game in a non-Super Bowl playoff game. Um, and I, I just think that ultimately, it seems like he's had a sort of always way five straight years. You know, AFC Championship game every year at home. Not really had any. His worst season is losing in the AFC Championship game. That's his worst season in terms of how far he's progressed. I mean, if that's in your first five years, the worst season you've had, and the least you progress in five years, then it says how good they've been. So for me, I think it's just he's probably not used to losing two games in a row. And I think it's probably just got to him. And but I do think they'll they'll bounce back. They got a fairly easy rest of the season. Um, so I think they'll probably even get the second or first seed if I'm honest because I think the Ravens have got a quite hard schedule as of we but I think that they'll, they'll still be fine they'll be fine they'll still be in the AFC title game I'm so sure of it unless they play the Ravens and they may then but even I think they might beat them still um, next up is the penultimate game at 6pm uh, Giants going to the Saints um, I'm going to give the Giants a win I, I, I love the DeVito story I, I love his age and the way he dressed up the other day and I, I think that his story continues and it rolls on and the Giants get the win in the Superdome so I'm going to disagree. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the, the Saints will win this one. It could be even a field goal in it. I do like the feel-good story around the Giants. I've kind of got a bit of a soft spot for them, purely because when I first started doing fantasy football, I drafted a couple of Giants players, so you look out for the results. And, and it was when Odell Beckham was there. And he was scoring me points every week. 
But I, I think the Saints win this one. Okay, interesting. Our second different prediction of the week. Um, next up is our final 6pm game or 1pm Eastern. Uh, Tennessee hosting Houston. Now, if you'd asked me this seven days ago, I'd have told you, easy win for the Texans, no bother. But with Titans beating Dolphins and Stroud, I don't know what is whether he's even playing next weekend or even whether he'll be back to full health. I think we saw Lawrence, he was him struggling after an injury. Um, I, I think now I'm going to give the Titans a win, uh, especially at home as well. Um, I think they're going to be in massive confidence after that comeback win against us. Um, and for me, I think it all depends whether Stroud's healthy and fit, but I don't know what his state is. So I'm going to give the Titans a win. Yeah, I had a little asterisk next to this one. If Stroud was fully fit and playing, I would go on the Texans. Like you said, the Titans are coming off that high. And even if Stroud can play, he's not going to be fully fit. So I'm going to go Titans on this one. And it just shows the impact of a quarterback because Stroud has been like lights out. He's been better than I thought he would be. Obviously, I'm keeping an eye on the Texans because of D'Amico Ryans and some of the highlights he's put on. So it's a shame to see him injured. But for that reason and that reason only, I'm going the Titans, Andy. Yeah, and I think Derek Henry against that run defense, which is their one weakness on defense. Uh, I think they, uh, they Derek Henry may have a field day in, in that game. Um, now, 9.05 p.m. UK time, uh, 4.05 Eastern, um, is your team, the 49ers, traveling to the Arizona Cardinals in a NFC West showdown. As you're a fan of the Niners, I'll let you go first. Who's winning this game? Yeah, Niners are winning this one. Going to win it quite easily. The Cardinals have just had a terrible season. I've rewatched the Week Four game there today when I was preparing, and then I know there's a few changes. Kyler Murray's back, but defensively they weren't great. Gannon's done a decent job, better than the Cardinals fans expected. But I think they're ranked thirty-first at the moment, or twenty-ninth. They're going up against the number one offense in the league at the moment. So I think we win this one, thirty-five, thirteen. I'll give you a score as well, which is uh, an exclusive because we don't normally record till a Thursday. So I'm sticking my neck out with that one for you, Andy. No, that's good. And I think it's one of the easiest ones to predict. I think the Niners win this. Um, I think the Cardinals, I think, may make it closer than that for you. I don't think it'd be quite, I think it might be a seven-point game. But even so, I think the Niners, just they're just too strong. Um, and sticking with the NFC West, the Rams host Commanders. Who's winning this for you, I hope the Rams lose, but I can't see it, to be fair. They played really well against the Ravens last week. Um, they pushed them all away. So I think the Rams take this one over the Commanders. I agree. Um, I just think that the Commanders are a weird team. They've won games they shouldn't have won sometimes. And either way, I just think that the Rams, I think they got too much. And they, they gave the Ravens a great game last week. Stafford's got 10 touchdowns and one interception in the last four games. Um, thrown for a lot of yards as well. So they're hitting form by the time. I think they're a team to look out for in the playoffs. I think they could surprise people. Like I said, pre-season, for those who are, who did listen as far back as that Rams season preview, I did say the Rams could surprise people. I did say the eighth seed in our predictions. So, um, yeah, that could be proved true. Um, now, two games in a row that uh, impact my team's uh, season. Uh, or oh, actually, one does slightly impact your team. Uh, Dallas Cowboys going to the Buffalo Bills, 9.25pm UK time, 4.25pm Eastern. Um, I'm going to give the Bills the win. I think they're hitting form at the right time. Dallas Cowboys aren't on their home turf um, and, and turf as well, for that matter. Um, I just think the Bills are, I think, proved to me they, they could be really good. And I think their team to really be wary of, I think, in the AFC. I think they could be a really shock everyone and even win the AFC in, in total. So, yeah, for me, Bills are going to get the win. And I think the Cowboys are going to get a loss uh, after what was a great win last week against the Eagles. But what are you seeing, Paul? Yeah, you're right. It's crazy how well Dallas plays at home, like you said, on turf. 
inside. The fact that it's at Buffalo straight away caught my eye. Um, the 1.5 favourite over the Cowboys, which you think, that sounds crazy, given the way the seasons have gone. But I'm going to bring it down to, do I want Dak Prescott or Josh Allen? And I want Josh Allen. So I'm going for the Bills on this one. I think you're right, the location of the game definitely matters. And I think, like you said, the Bills are playing for the life. The Cowboys are pretty much guaranteed to be in the playoffs, looking at the way their schedule is ending. And I know they've come off that big win against the Eagles last week, but I think they lose this one personally. So I'm going for a Bills win as well. I was thinking, if you imagine with a turf as well, imagine if the Cowboys came to London, just how good they'd be because they're used to the turf. Um, you know, a lot of teams are, and I think that would be just that would be electric. Um, next up is again another game that impacts my team. More to do with the seeding. If we can win the division, uh, Jags travel to the Ravens. Now, I think it'd been a lot closer game if Lawrence hadn't had the injury. But I don't know whether what he's going to be like for this game. He looked bad against uh, against the Browns last time out. But I think the Ravens for me are going to have the number one overall seed in the AFC. So. For me, yeah, Ravens can get the win on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I'm basing this on the fact that when we played the Jags, a few, and I know it was a few weeks ago, we absolutely blew them out. And I was really surprised because the Jags were doing better than I'd expected. I think the Ravens are coming in as some kind of form at this stage of the season. Lamar Jackson seems to be proving a lot of his doubt is wrong. Um, so I've, I've got this one as, a, as a, a Ravens win because we do play them. Christmas Day slash Boxing Day over here. So every Niners fan's got that one circle. That's going to be a huge game because like you said, it's got implications for the postseason. So yeah, I think Jacksonville have kind of peaked and I can't see them living with the with the Ravens personally. Hey, and then final game, men's Night football. I believe a game that could seal your division title, the Seahawks hosting the Eagles. I think for me, it's the Eagles. I can't see them losing again. Um, and I think the Seahawks, I think DK Metcalf is looking really good right now and I think but I think if Drew Locke is there with Geo Smith I just cannot see any way the Seahawks beat the Eagles so I'm going to go for the Eagles Drew Locke played better than I expected um, he had, had DK Metcalf went he had a bit of a purple patch against us on Sunday so he had two receptions one touchdown 52 yards and all the Niners fans thought oh Ward's gone off injured Metcalf's going to start showing like he'd done the week before but then we shut him down and we got inside his head which again, DK Metcalf is prone to those emotional outbursts. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think if Geno Smith plays to close a game, but I think the Eagles still win. But if I was the Seahawks, I wouldn't be surprised to see Drew Locke play. And I think it'll be something scrappy like 27-16 to the Eagles. The Eagles need to bounce back after obviously the Niners went into Philadelphia and handed them and then obviously losing to the Cowboys last week. So I know the Eagles fans are hurting, but I'm going to go with my head and not my heart and say the Eagles win this one. Hey, so that is all of our predictions done. Um, we've both gone for wins for the Bengals, Colts, Broncos, Falcons, Browns, Packers, Dolphins, Chiefs, Titans, Niners, Rams, Bills, Ravens, Eagles. Whereas I've gone for the Giants to beat the Saints, Paul's gone for the Saints, and I've gone for the Chargers to beat the Raiders, and Paul's gone for the Raiders. Before we do go, Paul, quick couple of questions. First of all, who's getting your MVP vote if you're one of the panel? If I was voting, it would be CMC, because I would like to see someone other than a quarterback to win. Um, if it is to be a quarterback, it's Brock Purdy. So I know I've given you two answers there, but it was no surprise being a Niners fan for my vote. Well, no shock that I'm going with Tyra Kills my vote. I actually had every week until Monday Night Football, um, I had McCaffrey winning it because I think the, the record he tied and how good he's been by just saying that in a way, him not playing actually helped Tyreek Kill's case for MVP because he um he looked so much worse when he wasn't there and he's still on pace to to beat Calvin Johnson's record and get two thousand yards. And I think especially if he does that, I think it should be 
is. But I do think if Paul back Winter, I think Lamar Jackson is probably the most likely person. Um, and then finally, I think one answer is pretty obvious of the two. But if you were to pick your Super Bowl matchup right now in Week 15, which two teams are going to be playing in February in Vegas? So I'm going to stick my neck out and I believe it'll be the 49ers. Surprise, surprise. And I think we're going to be playing the Ravens just the way the season's gone at the moment. It'll be a replay of one of my darkest memories. If Tyreek wins the MVP, I wouldn't be disappointed at that. As I said earlier, he's one of my favourite players in the league and it would be nice to see a non-quarterback win. But yeah, I believe the Super Bowl will be the 49ers-Ravens. Interesting. Yeah, Greg Kett on Monday, he also had... On Tuesday, he had the same thing. He had Ravens, uh, Niners. Well, I'm still saying Chiefs, Niners. I've said it since probably week five or week six. Um, and I think ultimately, I, I still think the Chiefs, until they're beating the playoffs, I think they're still the team to look out for. As well, before we do go, I've, we've not actually mentioned in a few weeks, our charity league has now come to the playoff final as four seed Sam Moore takes on uh, Trev from Beardy Sports. So at the moment, it's going to be either against, bre- against breast cancer or Feeding America that wins our pot, which will be given out on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday um, in February. But in the meantime, this has been the Across the Pod NFL podcast, our week 15 preview. Uh, thank you, Paul, for coming on once again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. I was happy to jump on, Andy. And congratulations on your charity fantasy tournament. I followed it on social media. I couldn't do another league. It's the only reason I didn't partake. Yeah. But again, and a big... Shout out to you for what you're doing. It's great as a friend of yours to see everything you're doing on social media. So keep up all the good work, buddy. Thank you, Faith. Thank you, Faith. And obviously, those of you who haven't yet been made aware of Paul's work, do head over to 49 of Faithful UK and also Let's Talk Sport, where you can find all of Paul's Niner and NFL-based stuff on social media. But in the meantime, this has been the Across the Pod podcast. I've been your host, as ever, Andy Davis. This has been Paul Hope, and we will see you guys next week.